Presenting by Almost Sideways. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the questions. I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. Are you chewing gum? Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Daily Notes. My name is Adam, and we have a very cool concept show coming up for you for my very first time watching of Rocky Horror Picture Show. But I have to dedicate this episode to to my father. My dad passed away on November 10th. It's, uh, it came sh- suddenly and shockingly. We No one expected it. Um, however, you know, I felt it was for me anyway. I know that he would want, you know, me not to just be sad and mourn his loss, but also, you know, continue to do what, you know, made us happy. And, you know, he, you know, we, I enjoyed going to the movies with my dad. I love talking about movies and he would want me to, I feel like he would want me to continue that. And so today's episode, I will be dedicating it to my father. And I loved my dad a lot and I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss him a lot and I'm going to miss the lessons and they taught me, but I'm also going to remember some great memories that I've had with him, like especially movie related stuff. Um, I remember I went to see Armageddon with him and we sat near the front row and we had a blast watching that movie in theaters. Uh, this last year, we like this year, we went to see Sonic the Hedgehog in theaters for my daughter. She really wanted to see it on my birthday weekend, so she sat there and my dad held her in her, his arms through the whole movie and they actually they had a blast. We also went to see 1917, and we did a double feature with 1917 and Knives Out. And we shared some Five Guys burgers in between the movies, and, and it was a great memory. And I just love talking that way with him and spend some time. And and I'm gonna never forget the the last conversation that we've had. One of the last conversations we've had, where he told me that he was truly proud of all the hard work I did, not just you know, you know, with my family. My, my girls, my wife, but also my me personally. I'm, I kind of had a lot of uh, mental th- things that happened to me that I was really working on and struggling with at times. But, you know, he told me that he could see how hard I was working, that I wasn't just going to give up and run away from those problems, but I was working on them and becoming a better man for him. And I'm always going to remember that. And I, I cherish that conversation that I had with him. And, uh, and you know, in closing, you know, one of my – I don't want to – I definitely will share this story in a later episode, but I remember one of my favorite movie memories that I had with him. He, he also really loved The Princess Bride. That was like one of his favorite movies, so we'll, I'll definitely see a nostalgic review coming shortly for that one, as well as Armageddon. But the one I really kind of looking forward to talking about one day is Spice World, the Spice Girls movie from the late 90s. Uh, that I wanted to see that came out around my birthday time, and... <laughs> I remember, you know, you know, as a parent, as I'm a parent myself, you know, you always want to try to embarrass your kids. And I think I was roughly eight or nine. I can't remember exactly. Uh, maybe, you know, I think I was about nine years old. And uh, I remember um, seeing that in theater with my dad. But beforehand, we went to celebrate my birthday. We went to a Mexican restaurant. And he said he had to use the restroom. And uh, <laughs> he... Uh, you know, as you do for your birthday, you usually try to get somebody to sing you happy birthday. And I said, I told him beforehand, I did not want that. But then all of a sudden, he was away, just myself there at the table with my chips and salsa. The mariachi band came up to me and started singing happy birthday. And I just got beat red, like brighter than my hair. And I, can see, I looked around, I was like, where the heck's my dad? And I can see him by this, this, the, 
like this is the waiting area and he's like pointing and laughing at me he's like ha ha i got you i got you son and that was great i love that and i was so embarrassed so embarrassed you have no idea but i always remember that and then we went to see spice world in the theater because that's what i wanted he's like are you sure you want to watch this and I was like, yeah i really love the spice girls i love them and so i wanted to see the movie and of course you know no one was in there it was a pretty empty theater and then somebody else came in they sat down my dad was asking me where he wanted to see it. I was like, oh, let's sit right back here, kind of near in the middle of the back of it. He's like, let's get closer, Adam, because the boobs are going to be a lot bigger if we go closer. And I was like, Dad, stop it. Oh, my goodness, Dad's so embarrassing. Oh, my God. That's the, that's the joys of my dad. You know, he was always there to have a lesson, uh, teach you something. he always have time for you, and but also try to embarrass you with his great sense of humor. I also really loved playing softball with him and, Step on the field and battling it out with the team, and that's another story. That's a longer story for another time. But I really am dedicating this show to my dad, and I'm thankful for him for every single thing that he's ever taught me. And I'm gonna miss him a lot. I love you, Dad. Well, anyway, without further ado, uh, I this the show, the movie that we're talking about today, for the very first time that I've watched it, is the Rocky Horror Picture Show from 1975. I have a good buddy here. You might remember him from my review of the the deep dive review of the thing from October. Uh, Rudy, Rudy's movie reviews, San Antonio's official movie critic. Really excited to have Rudy back on the channel. The only guest that's been appeared on the channel twice so far. So really excited to have him again on the channel, talking movies with him. So without further ado, let's go into the show. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> but not the symptom. And this is a brand new segment that we're bringing to the podcast and YouTube channel. And that is my first time watches where I review a film that I've never seen before. Because I've seen it for only one time. And that's because of this episode. So I have a very special guest joining me on this episode. And that is my good friend, San Antonio's unofficial or official movie critic, Mr. Rudy. Yeah, Yeah, here we go. Rudy, (laughs) introduce your channel. Hello, everybody. Adam, my old buddy, old pal chum thank you for having me on your show um you can, again you can find me at rudy's movie reviews on youtube uh just type that in rudy's movie reviews or san antonio's official movie critic on google believe it or not i will pop up it took years to get the algorithm to recognize that but i'm finally there and yeah i'm very excited to be talking about rocky horror picture show i get i saw it for the first time last year and i've seen it multiple times since so again i'm glad to be talking about this very different awkward film but you you love it I'm very grateful to be talking about, about it with you, man. Yeah, I'm a first-time watch. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure why I hadn't watched beforehand. We'll get into that in a second. But before we get started, because you've seen it more than I have, uh, yeah. what is, was your initial takeaways from the film and w- ex- overall experience with it? Okay, well, that's a great question. And I'll, you know what? I, like I said, it was this time last year I was uh, talking to somebody. She's no longer in the picture, believe it or not. She goes, have you seen Rocky Horror Picture Show? And I'm like, you know what? I know I've seen clips. I all I know about Dr. Frankenfurter's entrance, and I know some of the songs like Time War, but I go, no, I've never sat down and watched it. She goes, Let me make you a drink, and we're gonna watch there we it. Go. Perfect. And, and I think that was the best introduction I've ever had to a film. Like, have a drink. I'm like, okay, and I'm watching it. And I remember after it was over, I'm like, 
what the hell did I just see? I didn't, I didn't understand it at all. Like they, they were aliens and they went back to a planet called Tr Transsexualvania. Like what the hell is this? I'm trying to get this? But and then I saw it again and again. That's funny. Right after I saw it, I saw it like three other times before I filmed my review on it. And I just remember it just, the music's amazing. Tim Curry's performance is very inspiring. I can see how a lot of people looked up to him uh, just being, you know, this person just proud of who he is and just, you know, having that swag. I remember walking around with that, but visually it was very impressive and some of the messages they were showing and all. But initially when I first saw it, I didn't know what the hell to make of it. But after a repeat, repeat viewings, I see the, um, the, uh, that, that longevity and that message and the fun and the message overall in the film. I guess we can talk about that later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, like I said, like this is my very, let me pop up my thing here. This is my very first time watching this film. And uh -huh. so I'm, uh, it's been, uh, one of those movies that I don't know, I necessarily know why I hadn't watched it up to this point. Yeah. Uh, I, I've heard great things about it. Obviously, Tim, I'm, I'm a fan of what he was able to do, like for movies that I've seen, like the it miniseries as Pennywise fantastic in that even mm -hmm. home alone Two as the, like the bell, like the clerk behind the counter, the hotel yeah. manager it has, mm -hmm. he has great moments. And he also was in Fern Gully, really good voice and really good talent as well. Yeah. Uh, so I, I knew that he was this cr uh, crazy guy. I've always seen the, uh, the poster with the, the red lips and he's dangling in the lips, but yeah. it's never one of those movies that I was like, yeah, I'm not really interested in that one. However, oh. as I was, we talked about the thing last uh, couple uh, a couple months ago, like last month or whatever, and I got to think. I was like, you know what? I think I think you might have somebody brought it up. I think you probably I think you might have brought it up or whatever. And I was like, you know what? I hadn't seen that one. And then I also talked to had another interview with Kristen Maldonado on the channel, and she actually did was a she did plays and stuff on on the stage, and she was in the Rocky Horror Picture Show on oh. Oh, actually on the stage. So. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I've never seen that. And she's like, it's a cult classic. You got to watch it. So I was like, you know what? I got, let's just make it happen. So very first episode had to be Rocky Horror Picture Show. Most of <laughs> people recommended it to me. So mm -hmm. I went out to Best Buy because you recommended it. And I actually got the 45th anniversary here. Uh, uh, yeah, really good thing. And I, what's crazy about it is, is when you put the Blu-ray into your player, they mm -hmm. give you two different versions to watch. I'm not sure if you you saw that. It was like the U.S. version and the U.K. version. I you know, did. But you know what? I didn't. I didn't catch any differences. To be totally honest, I didn't notate them. Did you? No, I, I only watched the the U.S. version. Um, but I'm kind of interested to see if it, it or at least research it anyway to see if there was like a different cut of it. Yeah. Uh, what's a different version? It might have just been like the the menu might have been different. Who knows? But. Mm -hmm. I, Anyway, overall, uh, for my very first experience watching this, I kind of was in the same boat as you. What the heck yeah. did I just watch? I, I love the, I love the songs. I love "Damn It, Janet." You know, yes. sweet mm -hmm. uh, uh, Dr. Frankfurter's intro song is fantastic. I talk about one of the best character intros, possibly right. of all time. Like it, it could be, it's in the conversation at least. I agree. Such, yeah, it's 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 fascinating when he was able to do that and a lot of the other songs like especially when they first get into hotel transylvania and mm -hmm. uh, uh janet and brad do and then that song is so catchy especially when they have the guy explaining to step to the left jump to the left
<laughs> they oh, go through the whole uh, song, yeah. Yeah. To the right. yeah, that's me singing. I might sing randomly in this in this podcast, so I apologize to you and your viewers because I can't sing. But I don't care. I'll no. do it anyway. <laughs> Just do it. Sing out loud. Sing out proud, my friend. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's, that's my first really take. Then I watched it again last night, and I was still at the same point. Like I don't necessarily don't know what happened. I, I do remember. I, I guess I remember them being aliens before I watched the movie. Okay, uh, so you knew that I did. I had no idea. I, I I didn't know if I knew that or I just like randomly thought I heard it or whatever, and it's like maybe they're aliens. Like, why are they? You know what? What are they? These people. But it's kind of funny watching the film. I could see a lot of kind of Mel Brooks type of young Frankenstein in there a mm-hmm. little bit, especially mm-hmm. with like Igor, like the guy who looks like Igor and stuff like that. So I thought oh, that was a was yeah. a lot of it's a lot of funny little stuff here and little bits and pieces to. Uh, Mm-hmm. to digest so overall though I, I really enjoyed the movie both times i think i haven't seen a whole lot of 1975 films but this is probably my third favorite film of that year mm-hmm. out of the handful that i've seen or like the least the tin that i've seen so, so I, I definitely plan on re-watching this one in the, uh, the future yeah it definitely uh i like i said i watch it every couple of months or so and uh your friend who was in the play she played one of the characters and she did the live reenactment of uh yeah. okay you know what's funny uh, if, if, if your viewers don't know, and you know, I'm sure you know, I was in Comic Cons, uh, you know, back in the day, and they always had this segment, this room off to the side that had Rocky Horror Picture Show reenactments. And again, wow. I didn't watch it, I didn't know what it was about, but like, hey, I'm on lunch and let me go check it out. So I'm sitting back there, and I remember everyone, they go, Raise your hand if you haven't been part of a live reenactment. I'm like, um, That's me. Get up! You're coming up here, and you're gonna open up. Oh. What? I'm like, no, dude! Like, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't know what to do. I haven't even seen the film, and they got him. <laughs> they had me do like a time warp, and I'm like, I'm just watching. And there's a step to the left, and then a step to the right, and the pelvic thrust is that thing. I don't know what I was doing. I'm sure it looked like that old man who's like totally out of his element and was just very uncomfortable. But I had fun, and I saw about a good hour of it. But I liked the uh, engagement, the things that people shouted, and. Um, it's definitely uh, now that I'm aware of the experience and aware of the movie and the dialogue and the whole story. Uh, get this: I had bought tickets to a midnight screening here in San Antonio in April, and I was gonna dress up and you know just be crazy, right? Because that's the whole thing—you got to be fun and just have and let loose. Then COVID happened, and then it was canceled. So uh, hopefully, when this whole thing blows over, I'll be able to catch like a, a midnight showing because um, in my video, I have a bunch of people who've commented. And they said, you have to see it live and um, just be participate with the other fans because it's an, ex- it's an experience that you really will never forget. And I'm like, I can't wait for that to happen. But COVID. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Wonderful world of COVID. Um, well, you, 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 suck. you just set up a perfect Shaun of the Dead thing. I know you have a copy and we're on video right now. So I do the Shaun of the Dead thing and wait till this thing blows over. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> Um, yeah, make that a gift. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so yeah, watching this, it's I, I remember hearing stories about this was like this cult classic film where they uh, you dress up and go to the theaters. And I actually know somebody. I'm not 100 percent sure I'm allowed to say his name, so I won't. But I know that he used to do this a lot in Portland, and and go to these this showing and you know dress up and stuff. So it's like that's it's crazy like that a film like this gets people to dress up. Of course, you know, I'm saying that as a Star Wars fan where people do that a lot and people for yeah. Star Trek and a lot yeah, of comics. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the same thing, but it's just a little, 
you know, it, I guess it more might be more risky, a little more more risque to some, but yeah. also who who cares? They're having a fun time. They're not hurting anybody. Let them enjoy yeah. it. I kind of actually want to see this in theater now too and be a part of that because sometimes that maybe enhances the experience of the film itself. It's not just uh, whatever, like a 90 minute film. It's actually an experience that maybe enhances it and maybe you enjoy it a little bit more and makes it hold closer to your heart too. Yeah. What I love about the film to kind of go back to your first question after repeated viewings, I love what it's the message of the film because the film starts off that uh, Brad and Janet are going to this wedding and the bride of that wedding throws a bouquet and Janet catches it. And the bride who just got married looks at Brad. He goes, oh, looks like you're the lucky guy to get married, old buddy. And then Brad kind of has that look like, is this what he really wants to do? Hey, Janet. Yes, Brad. I've got something to say. Uh-huh. I really love the skillful way you beat the other girls to the bride's bouquet. Uh, okay. The river was deep, but I swam it. Janet. The future is ours, so let's plan it. Janet. So please, don't tell me to can it. Janet. I've one thing to say, and that's damn it. Janet, I love you. Uh, I love that because think about it, like all of us growing up, we're told that, hey, you go, you grow up, you go to college, you find a guy or gal, you get married and that's it. That's kind of like the template that we all have as far as what you're supposed to do in life, right? And then this yeah. film kind of like questions that or like brings that to the table. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do, but is that what you really want to do? Because, you know, Brad's kind of confused, so then they go on this journey. Yeah. The norm that, you know, they even have the American Gothic, you know, parody in the back where Riff Raff and uh, Magenta are in the back dressed like that painting. And even Tim Curry's the preacher. I don't know if you noticed that in the back. Oh, yeah. I noticed right away. I was like, wait a second. And I was like, they have the same people. Like, yeah, like, that's that's the thing. And I knew just a little subtle little hints they did. It's pretty yeah, funny. And I love that because like, this is what you're supposed to do. But then is it really what you want to do? And then they go and they meet these group. And I love the how uncomfortable. Uh, Janet and Brad are when they meet the time warp people they're just uncomfortable because it's not really their element or their lifestyle it's just totally outrageous lifestyle they've never been uh, uh you know just uh showcased to or the shown in front of them so I love that and the message of the film I love is that hey you're supposed to do this but you know deep down do what you love if you're in this film I've had a lot of people in my video make comments that they were gay or in the closet and they were scared because they lived in the midwest and you know their entire town would have hated that and they just they love the message of the film and the bravery and the charismatic, you know, persona of Tim Curry. Like uh, this one guy in one of my comments said that, you know, he was a transvestite and uh, he was just ashamed of himself. But then he went and saw this film and that's the way Tim Curry walks out with a cape and just throws it like, hey, look at me. And he's just like, I'm sexy, you know, all this shit. He said that was so inspiring to him and it helped him, you know, come out and do what he wanted to do and uh, uh, be who he is. And that's, and if anything, I'm getting goosebumps right now. And if anything, that's what I love about the film. If art, media, music, a painting, whatever, can you can look at it, watch it, and you it inspires you to be happy and be who you are, I think that's a testament to it. So I think that's another piece of this film that I love about it and I wasn't aware about it. You know, because you and I, hey, I don't know what this is. I'm going to check it out. But after you're exposed to it, like, holy shit, this film is powerful. It's a, it's a, it has a great message that I think anybody, gay, straight, whomever, can follow. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I 100% agree with that. You know, as somebody, 
you know, who's watching it for the first time, I definitely picked up on that. I was like, man, that, that main song that everybody knows because it's the, his introduction is the Sweet Transvestite song. And he's well, loud, he's proud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's loud and proud, and he doesn't care what other people think. He just, no. you know, he's himself, and that's the beautiful thing about this. Sometimes we're so concerned about what other people think that, you know, we're kind of just like we don't want to be judged. But mm -hmm. does it really matter? Are you happy with who you are? Then that's what you should show to the world: is your happiness. Don't get strung out by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. Much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Especially watching this for the first time in 2020, I think that this is kind of like a perfect film. This it, it's a a film that doesn't just—it's not just set in the '70s. It's—it's yeah. it's a film that actually speaks kind of throughout the generations too. And it's a, like you said, it's a very inspiring film to many people out there in the world. And and I'm I'm happy that I was able to finally watch this film. Right. So. Yeah, I, I agree, dude. It's it's one of those films, like you said. Um, it's 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 a timeless piece. Uh, they can remake it and all that, but I don't think anybody can kind of like um, step in the shoes of Tim Curry. He's just. He's an amazing talent, and I like how earlier you mentioned that he's he's been Pennywise. He was in Home Alone two, and he was in Legend. He was a devil in Legend, and I love that film. That's right, that's right. Totally yeah, I, I didn't know that was him. I'm like, that's Tim Curry. I'm like, oh crap, you know, he looks great. Uh, he's a great um, character actor. I loved him in a uh, Clue. Clue's one of my favorite '80s comedies. <laughs> we just watched. My uh, wife hadn't watched that before, and we actually just watched that a couple weeks ago as well. So for, for her first time, and she it's crazy. I watched up uh, in preparing for this. I watched mm -hmm. the top ten on Watch Mojo of Tim Curry performances. Obviously, this one was number one. Right. Pennywise was number two. But like I said, like I didn't. I totally didn't know that he was in Fern Gully. He was the smoke. I you know I don't I've never seen Fern Gully. It's, oh. a, it's an animated cartoon it's, or something. It's an animated cartoon, but yeah. it's a uh, but like save the it's like save a rain the rainforest I think. And I didn't actually like that movie as a kid, so I have to go back and rewatch it because I, I think it gave me nightmares or something. I don't know why I was <laughs> I felt really young. But uh, anyway, and he also played in like Criminal Minds, which I've seen as well. He was like this um, a killer on that show for a couple of season episodes as well. And I was just like, wow, he's he oh. do a lot. he has a full range of uh, talent that this guy has, and it's. It's fortunate what hap has happened to him since, uh, but mm -hmm. you know he's not letting that like discourage him. Like he's still out there speaking and doing his thing. So, or uh, you know he's still doing his thing for many years. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so anyway, so you only saw this for the first time last year and just multiple times. Is this a movie that you, you will show your kids in the future? You know that's a that's a really good question because uh, about Halloween. You know this is in November right now that as we're filming this, but last Halloween. Uh, me and my uh, my girlfriend were watching it because I bought the Blu-ray just like you got, and we were watching it. And uh, she, I go, you know what? My kids are old enough because my son he loves this film called uh, How to Be a Wallflower. How does it, what's the name of that movie? Um, per per perks of Being a Wallflower. Yes, Perks of Being a Wallflower. He saw that film and he loved it because you know it's a coming of age film. This kid he doesn't know where he belongs, and he meets his group. And the guy who plays Flash, I forget his name. Um, Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. You so, you're so brilliant, man. I love you so much. Not only <laughs> are you handsome, but you're brilliant. Thank you, sir. But Ezra Miller, I remember watching it with my son, and Ezra Miller plays uh, Dr. Frankenfurter in a school play. Uh, in, oh, wow. 
And I'm like, oh, that's Dr. Frankenfurter. And my son loved the movie so much. The Perks of Being a Wallflower, he bought the poster. It's a scene where they're all in the truck. Oh, yeah. And, um, when they play the David Bowie, uh, We Can Be Heroes. And uh, I, yeah, I love that song. I get goosebumps, man. Anyway, um, he loved the film. And I remember telling uh, my girlfriend, like, should I let my kids watch this? It's real sexual. And uh, I was going to do it. And then I kind of pulled back a little bit because it, it's a lot to be, it's a lot for kids to be exposed. But hell, nowadays, kids. With the internet they probably know more than i ever did or no more no more than i don't i know now i don't know what the hell man god man if i had the internet when i was young oh god i'd be a sick bastard <laughs> <laughs> topic, never mind <laughs> uh, 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 uh this movie's great this movie's great know, Watch, sorry, movie. Are we live? <laughs> yeah uh, he unbuttoned his button if he uh, for podcast <laughs> listeners <laughs> but uh i think i will i think i will i mean uh, it's yeah it's kind of like a little uncomfortable but they're teenagers, and I think uh, overall, despite some of the visuals, uh, the message is important. It's it's really uh, what I would want them to walk away with is like, hey, you know, you, we can tell you what to do with life, but as long as you're happy, that's the most important thing. And yeah, I think I will. I think I will. I mean, but again, they're teenagers. I wouldn't show it to anybody who's younger. Uh, yeah. My girlfriend, uh, she just she just told me that her dad's friend showed this film to them when they were nine and ten years old. And I'm like, was that a little too young? She goes, yeah. He sat there and watched it with us, and we were all weird. Oh, wow. And I'm like, that's got to be weird to watch this with an adult, especially that young. But she said she saw it, and she understood what it was because he explained everything that was happening. But, yeah, I think I will watch it with my kids soon. Uh, probably this weekend. There we go. <laughs> Way to go. You heard it here first. But we've encouraged him. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll follow up. With, I'll, actually, I'll, I'll record a live reaction, and you know, I'll have it on the on a video or something like that. <laughs> just, just, just see your daughters or your kids. Like it's like okay. Can you imagine how embarrassed? Yeah, especially I, on camera. <laughs> yeah, especially, and I think that's one of the joys of being a parent is making kids feel embarrassed. Like every time I drop off my daughter at school, I'm playing like Thriller, like super loud. As soon as she leaves, I'm blasting music, <laughs> just random music. Anyway, we're off topic. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, hey, that's the beautiful thing of podcasting. So uh, <laughs> what I really loved about this movie, we're going to some really heavy positives. We spoke about this so much. It's the Tim Curry's intro. This thing yeah. was so fantastic. I've actually have downloaded some of that that song on iTunes and some mm -hmm. of the other songs as well. And just, I've listened to that song and just like I love the little subtle, subtleness to it. And like the, the lyrics are really good and really just like fantastic but also if you're watching it on, and on video you can see like they break the fourth wall quite a bit in this movie they do yeah i noticed and that it's too. it's crazy like especially during that song he throws the water right at the camera and he looks yeah. right at the camera and is like well how about that and i was like i can't picture anybody but tim curry playing this character i can't uh, my, yeah the only little thing i don't know if it's like a nitpick maybe but some of the audio when brad was starting to talk over there kind of it, it, it's definitely not the same audio but it, it yeah. just it feels a little off of that one when he starts to speak is the compared to the music, but mm -hmm. it's like that's just a small little gripe and that doesn't hold back the movie whatsoever. But I just I've noticed that as watching it, but that's also maybe my critical the criticalness yeah. of our as we watch movies sometimes comes out. But that that song is fantastic. I love the uh, I see you shiver with anticipation. <laughs> if you want his facial his facial uh, yes. Uh, his what's the word? His uh, his expression, yeah. his exp facial expressions. Well, I don't know why it was hard. His expressions are just legendary, like fantastic with the way he's able to speak without saying a thing, but just his facial uh, expressions. That's fantastic. 
And I understand that he actually played uh, that same character on, on on a play. This was a play for like many years before it became a film. Oh, and wow. uh, he was the, that character for a number of years. So he perfected it. So after years of just being that character on screen, he just immortalized everything on there. And it's just one of those films. It's just a, it's an amazing thing. Um, and one thing I do love about the film, again, after repeat viewings, is the uh, set design in the third act because, you know, they're, they're going to go back to their planet. So he's got to give this Broadway play of, of him saying goodbye. And then just this whole thing, don't dream it, be it, which I love the lyrics of the song. But that whole, like, it's, I think it's a good contrast of visualizations because the camera starts in the back of the theater and it's slowly going up to the stage. But the back of the stage is the old Hollywood. Um, it's like a tower, like the old Hollywood style versus the new yeah. contrast. So you have black and white imagery of a classic Hollywood versus the color contrast of the 70s. So I like the two cultures and time periods clashing in the contrast of that visual set. And Tim Curry just being like the middle, like, hey, I'm the future. And he goes on this song. I love it. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it because I love, again, not only the story, the characters, but the visuals is what sold me uh, when I saw it the first time. I go, I love the third act. I really do. And um, that whole scene, um, I didn't know this, but uh, they go in the water and they're all having like a, a kissing orgy or something like that. Yeah. Susan Sarandon actually got pneumonia uh, while she was in there. She, it was so cold on the set and the water was freezing. She was in there. She got pneumonia. And she, between takes, she was literally shaking. And she, her fever was just radiating. She was as hot. And everyone was telling her that uh, she was a young, she was like 20, 21, I think, when she filmed this. Everyone's saying, you need to go to the doctor. But she was a trooper. And she's, no, no, I got I to gotta film. I got to film. So when they hit action, she just went into character. But she, her fever was so high, they were saying that she technically almost died of pneumonia because uh, she was that sick. Wow. So, again, a testament to Susan Sarandon for being a badass and just, you know, you know fighting through it and performing during that last third act it's crazy it's uh i didn't really quite realize it was susan sarandon when i was first watching the youtube clip yeah. for his intro but then i was you get there it's, like, it's clearly her it's crazy i watched uh last this year actually we watched a film for the podcast from 1970 her very one of her very first movie called joe uh Ooh. it's yeah okay. it's a, it's a movie that is a better conversation to have than actual film itself but because there's really good talking points that kind of it's a kind of a co good contrast to 2020 mm -hmm. uh with like uh, political stuff but and uh racial tensions and stuff but it's it's yeah. crazy she's in there in that film and seeing her kind of go from that movie which she had a minor role into the this movie where she's definitely more flamboyant and has a little more some pretty interesting ca character interactions throughout the movie and it's kind of yeah. see her, her progression and now she's like this kind of not like a list star, but she's a big name name yeah. right now. Like she's a legendary actor. She's done so many things that she's just she, you put her name in there. Oh, Susan Sarandon, isn't that? I'm I might check this one out. You know who knows? Yeah. But it's yeah. uh, it's crazy to see her progression over the years in this film. Yeah, um, I love her in Dumb and Louise. She was great in that film. I don't know if you've seen that where she's her and Gina Davis are in it. Oh, I have. <laughs> that's a great film. I think it was nominated for Best Picture when it came out. I was in high school when it came out. But that's a good, uh, you know, empowerment film for women. Yeah, and, definitely. That's uh, another one I need to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Before, you know, empowerment was a thing on Twitter and all that. But it's a great <laughs> movie. It's a great damn movie. And Brad Pitt's in it, one of his first on-screen roles. Well, there we go. Brad Pitt. Yeah. Can't, can't Brad go Pitt. wrong with Brad Pitt. Yeah. Um, so uh, this movie is such is known for its music. However, yes. fun fact is I didn't know this was a musical. 
You did going it? In. I know it was a musical <laughs> going in. Uh, yeah, I, that's that was kind of. I'm like, oh, cool, it's a musical, and then I was just, I had a smile on my face throughout this. The, all the songs are great, but what was your like your favorite songs from the movie? Uh, well, um, I'd say Time War, but that's a dead giveaway. I mean, that's kind of everybody's favorite song, and um, or even uh, you know, uh, um, Sweet Transvestite. I think it's that one. That's a, even a kind of a lazy answer, but. I can't help it. It's the way it's sang, <clears throat> and just Tim Curry's performance. It's a great one. But if I have to go lyrically, I'll do that. I think it's "Don't Dream It, Be It." It's got a great message, and it's more or less just saying, as I've said already, that hey, yeah. you know, if you want to be something, don't just think about it. Go do it. I, yeah. I love the message of that song. And you know, after the I saw the film, I hit, I downloaded the soundtrack on my phone and I play it randomly in the car and I sing along with it. But it, you're right. It's like. When I guess people like, for example, when people ask me, "Do you like musicals?" I tend to say no. Like, no, not really. It's not my cup of tea. But when I think about it, you know, this film, Little Shop of Horrors, The Blues Brothers, those are musicals. I mean, The Blues Brothers is a musical, whether we want to say it or not. But I, I love those. I love them. I love those films. I guess they're musicals, and I'm loving it and not knowing they're musicals. So, yeah. Yeah, I I, I enjoy because uh, I grew up. My mom used to love Rodgers and Hammerstein's movies, so like we really? grew up watching The Sound of Music quite a bit. That's like one of my. Oh. It's like it's like ground ingrained in my head that that's a great movie. Yeah. I, I really I love that movie a lot. But um, you know, The King and I was another with Yul Brynner, and uh, and then we watched State. Yes, yeah, State Fair. It's another one we watched not as much, and then uh, Oklahoma. And it was another, there's like the four that we kind of watched, but we watched mostly um, The Sound of Music. And oh, no, and I forgot another one. This is not a Roger Hammerstein, but My Fair Lady. Okay. That's mm. another one. So we grew up on these musicals, but this was never one that we ever had or mm-hmm. she ever mentioned. So uh, I'm not, you know, who knows? Maybe it was just something like, oh, she saw once type of thing, didn't think of anything of it. But yeah. it'd be interesting to have that conversation with my mom um, about like, has yeah. she seen one? What What's up? Like, what what's her thoughts on this one but mm-hmm. as a person who likes musicals for the most part uh at least the older ones because maybe a little nostalgic this one played true just to like to those films as well i i didn't mind the music i actually really liked the songs the the beats the vocal chorus were all fantastic for me and i think my favorite song other than the one the three that we've already mentioned i, I, I like damn it janet i think that was a kind of a fun way to introduce the yeah. the movie especially when uh, the little subtleness too, like the place uh, dent in the place for happiness is the billboard behind them. They're mm-hmm. sitting in front of a church in a cemetery portion yeah. asking to, for, to get married. So it's like life and death kind of thing right there. Yeah, I love those visuals too. It's like, hey, you know, and more, more or less it's on the nose, but it's like you only live once. You know, they're kind of hammering down that message that, you know, happiness, death, hey, you only live once. You know, be who you are. You know, we only get one ticket to this ride of life. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so, was there anything that you, as watching it multiple times, is there anything that's kind of like oh, I would have didn't didn't really care for this piece? Was there anything like little nitpicks, gripes, or anything like that for you? Well, it, it's tough because, like I said, I wouldn't say nitpicks because you know you and I have the same eye when we watch films. You know, we look at the screenplay, we look at everything else, and we're very critical. But I have to admit, my critic brain or critic hat kind of just I got the hat and just and just threw it like you know I'm having fun. It's one of those films where you it, you you understand the legacy of it. You understand the message and what it means to a lot of people. And you kind of, I kind of felt like, what the hell took me so long to finally watch this film? I kind of feel that way. I should have watched this years ago, but now that I'm part part of it, quote unquote, 
uh, you know, of that circle of appreciating and understanding what it is. Uh, I, there's nitpicks, of course. Like the story doesn't make any sense. I mean, they're, they're aliens and they blast off, and you know, the doctor who's in the wheelchair, I forget his name, but uh, Doctor Vaughn. Uh, God darn it, Doctor Vaughn. Uh, I got this. I got this, Doctor Vaughn Scott. Uh, he would yeah, he's in the he's paralyzed in the wheelchair, but then you know he pulls up his pant leg and he's got stockings on and he's kicking and dancing in the chair. I'm like, well, he can get up, you know, what's he doing? <laughs> it makes just that one leg he can walk, yeah, it's like it doesn't make any sense, you know, whatever. But, um, I, I love it. Um, I admire the people who can create, you know, like I said, a create a story and music that really transcends time and you know genres and everything else like that. So I don't really have nitpicks. I don't. I I do recall like my first time watching it, how I got pissed off because you know I got mad because the scene where you know Brad and Janet are engaged and such and they're doing their thing and then they get separated after uh, he shows uh, Rocky. Rocky. He shows Rocky. Rocky. He goes and they have sex in that elaborate little bed and everything. It's, I thought that was cool. But then they go to their separate rooms and uh, Dr. Frankenfurter goes into uh, uh, Janet's room first. And he's like, oh, get off me, whatever. And, and then after a while of her, uh, Tim Curry just kind of seducing her, uh, she says, you promise you won't tell Brad? I'm like, that slut. <laughs> I got upset. I'm like, what are you doing cheating on him like that for? So I got upset. But then the next scene, you know, Dr. Frankenfurter seduces Brad. <laughs> Yeah. And he ends up sleeping with Brad. And I think the funniest shot in the entire film for me is that Janet's like, Brad, where are you? She goes to the television and she turns on the television and she sees Brad just smoking a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that cracked me up. That cracked me up, man. But that I was, was yeah. I got upset seeing that for the first time, but it, it's it's hilarious. I was like, what the heck? This is borderline rape. What's going on here? I know. It is. It technically is nowadays. You can't, you have to be very careful and all that. So, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, that's, uh, it's, it's very, it's seen as like, well, that, this definitely would have been, uh, that definitely would have been in the movie if it was made today. I don't think. Yeah. Anyway, or okay. something. Yeah. A little too much, uh, especially, you know, you know, trying to be like politically correct and stuff like that. I don't think it's, yeah. I think it's just been really controversial and would have hurt the film in the long run. But yeah. uh, I think there's an understanding to it now, which is, is obviously we're looking at it as, as a, a classic piece of cinema, a yeah. movie that has a big following there as well. But also in the same sense is that they're kind of both eventually do, they agree to it and they kind of like are experiencing this, this new, this new thing the same time so yeah. mm -hmm. um and plus that whole song that janet sings is that that very uh <laughs> risque to rocky uh that was i was like oh, wow uh creature yeah. of the night yeah the yeah, creature of the night yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. she very sings. and then yeah. i've never seen that like is she sleeping with everybody else because she's laying in the bed and so touch me touch me touch me you know <laughs> i want to feel dirty you know <laughs> sorry everybody i know i can't sing anyway but uh <laughs> At least have, don't sing that song. She's having this dissolve of everybody she's met, you know, Magenta, Frankenfurter, Brad, Rocky. And I'm like, is she sleeping with everybody? I remember I was confused. And the person I saw it with, she's like, I don't know. What do you think? It's all in, you know, based on your interpretation. But that's, I thought she was sleeping with everybody. But when I posted that on my video, people were saying, no, no, it's, she's fantasizing. I'm like, well, that makes sense. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So let's look at the, um, some of the other, the director of this movie, his name is Jim Sharman. Okay. He only has directed six movies, right? Oh, okay. Okay. Only six movies, and I've only seen one of them. 
It's Rocky Horror Picture Show, of course. He oh. also said this movie for, in 1981 called Shock Treatment. Shock Treatment? I haven't heard of that one. Uh, the Night, the Pro- the Night, the Prowler from 1978. He also directed a Shirley Thompson versus the Aliens from 1972. Uh, Summer of Secrets from 1976. Mm-hmm. A- and his last one is Andy X from 2012. This is a 43-minute film. Andy God. X, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know who, what the... Yeah, so very limited direct directing um experience but he's directed one of these the big cult classics that's um, been talked about for years so mm-hmm. kind of his, his lasting legacy oh he was also a writer for the um the rocky horror picture show let's do time warp again live show nice nice from 2016 directed by kenny ortega who also directed hocus pocus that's the uh, oh okay okay that's a classic i know a lot of my friends love that film and a lot he has also done like a bunch of disney movies too kenny ortega did but um yeah, so kind of limit. It's kind of crazy. Like this big, you, you would think that this would be like a launching pad for a, a legendary career, possibly. But it's it mm-hmm. shows that maybe this movie. I, I don't know how well received this was back then. Mm-hmm. But if there people are labeling it a cult classic, usually that means it's, it wasn't really received or or highly praised back then. Yeah. So maybe it didn't. Is it could have would have should have type of thing? Maybe. It, should have pushed him a little bit more. If it maybe was made today, it would have pushed his career a little further, but kind of yeah. interesting to see uh, that it didn't get, didn't take off as much for him, but yeah. And I can understand that. I remember hearing it flopped because um, it's just so out there. It's just totally different from the norm. And I think I read that the, it started getting success when they started having midnight screenings of the film. And that's where that whole culture, that whole everyone responding and having these engagements with the film happened. And that's when everybody kind of felt safe too, because they would go in costume. They would they could, they feel they can be the, themselves. I've read stories where people lived in the middle of nowhere, but would drive two hundred miles to their local air city and watch this and just be themselves for you know two hours of this film. So, yeah, I mean, I I can see that. I can see a film like that just not registering with the mainstream audiences. I mean, not looking nowadays, if it's not a Marvel film, it's not going to be a hit. Not yeah, to bring you or anything like that, but you know, audiences right now for the past ten years have been accustomed to uh, billion-dollar franchise films, you know, like Transformers and MCU. So if a film comes out like this, people aren't going to receive that. Like, what? The, what? The, what is this? This is not what I'm used to. So it'll definitely be. It'll, it'll find its audience as it goes, as this film did. Yeah, exactly. I, I totally agree. So I did pull a put a poll out on Twitter oh, on did? our yeah, I did, on almost sideways. At, at almost I was on Twitter, which is our podcast uh, YouTube or uh-huh. podcast Twitter, um, and I said, "What's your thoughts on Rocky Horror Picture Show?" Mm-hmm. I put classic repeat watch, really good, decent one time watch, or not my cup of tea. We okay. didn't have a whole lot of vote. It was really late last time when I posted this, but we had a couple people do it with sixty seven percent of the vote. It's a classic repeat watch. It is, and then. A tie of with seventeen percent of the vote, really good or a decent one-time watch. So nobody voted for not my cup of tea, which is cool. But mm-hmm. so definitely, it's a classic repeat watch to a lot of people. And we also had a comment from um, Steph. Uh, Steph, she said, "I love this movie." It's another. She's another YouTuber, not so nerdy nerd, uh, yeah. but she she also posts like she loves this film. So that mm-hmm. definitely has some good power. A lot of people really do love it. And if you if you don't think it's a really good like multiple rewatch thing at least you think it's still it has qualities there to enjoy for, for yeah yeah and like i said the message itself it's it, i can definitely see a lot of people 
I remember myself before years ago when people would bring it up. I'm like, yeah, that's not my cup of tea, you know, because I just thought it was just, you know, people transvestite, blah, 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 whatever. Like, well, it's not for me, but I hear it's good, whatever. And I know time work. Uh, that's just that was just me being dumb and naive. And then finally, yeah. when I like I said, somebody sat me down with a drink here, have a drink, and just watch this and just enjoy yourself to it. I'm like, oh, I felt like putting on lipstick at the end of the movie and just like you know dancing and all that stuff. So it just made me happy. You leave euphoric in a way. You leave uh, like you've been on a journey. As a guy says, allow me, if I may, to take you on a journey. You know that whole thing. You feel like you went on a fun ride, in a, like a fairy tale in a sense. And uh, yeah, it's a great film. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's a great film too. And I think that we should, it's a perfect place to like, kind of like just close it conversation right there, because I think there's not much really else to say. We're going to be repeating ourselves. I just think it's one of those movies that you definitely got to watch and experience and just have yourself like a nice beverage. Just sit yeah. back and enjoy the ride the film takes you on. Even if the, you don't think this is going to be your cup of tea, I think that's where I was too. Why, why I didn't watch it. Cause I'm like, like um, I don't know. I, Tim, I'm, I, then I put the movie in and I absolutely just had a blast with it. Like it's, it's fun. And even if musicals aren't your thing, I don't really consider this necessarily a musical. I think this is like a science fiction ride right here. So it's yeah, a, like a space, story, opera. a space opera. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, that's what George Lucas always said that star Wars was a space opera. So that mm-hmm. when you think opera, you think of songs, but star Wars does have songs and Rocky horror picture has songs, but I don't think it, 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 songs are what defines this movie i think it defines the film the film defines itself and it makes it it's very cool science fiction it's a different take on that genre as well so yeah it's a must, yeah, yeah must watch so uh again guys thank you so much for watching if you're watching this on youtube make sure you uh, subscribe here for more videos and interviews stuff here we have interviews and movie conversations also clips from the the audio versions of podcasts will be popped on here as well so make be on the lookout for that if you guys want to listen to audio versions, we'll have a which will have little extra content bookend of our conversations. Make sure you check out um, the podcast as well. You can find that on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, and Stitcher at Almost Sideways Movie Podcast. And again, Rudy, thank you so much for being on. And Rudy, plug your channel again, and the, his channel will be in the show notes as well. Yes, absolutely. And again, before I do that, everyone be sure to smash the like button. I think the like button will be right there. Yeah, YouTube. smash, smash that. Smash the like button, hit that one so the algorithm picks up on this guy. So yeah, you can find me on uh, again on uh, Rudy's movie reviews on YouTube. I'm also uh, on Instagram under the same uh, title. You'll find me there. But really, if you want to follow me, uh, my channel, I dedicate uh, a lot of uh, time to one video a month that is really retro reviews. I try to do first one films, and I just really couldn't keep up with everybody. But um, now I do one video a month, one great video a month. And uh, check it out. Tell me what you think. If you love 80s films, classic films, and just a guy rambling and smiling like an idiot and just saying, Did you, I bet you didn't know that. You know, give me a shot. And if you like what you like, just hit the subscribe button. I appreciate it. But again, Adam, again, you're one of my uh, friends of YouTube. We've known each other years, and it's always a pleasure talking to you, sir. And uh, I'm glad we were able to sit here and talk about one of the best, you know, films of one of the best films, one of the best cult classics out there. And, um, uh, one that resonates with a lot of people, and uh, it's, it's I'm a fan of it. And thanks for having me on. Absolutely, this won't be the last time we'll work together because I like I really love talking movies with you. So we're going to be doing this uh, every couple of months, I think. I, I I love it. So good I'm stuff. Down. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Just 
a friendly reminder, make sure you check the show notes. Subscribe to Rudy's channel on YouTube as well as Almost Sideways on YouTube. Yes, that's right. We have a YouTube channel now. You will see video. You will see an actual video uh, format of this review up there with me and Rudy. But also audio segments from previous shows like The One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Deep Dive, as well as a review for Bad Hair up there. Those are audio version podcasts. But we're going to start putting some video up there as well. There's also a video of my interview with Dice K. Bebu. Uh, he's a fantastic criterion collector, reviewer on YouTube as well. So make sure you check the video out. I did that with Zach Salt. So really excited to have YouTube again. We're going strong. Already 42 subscribers as the time of recording this. So fantastic. I love the growth of there already. So continue to subscribe there if you're looking for some video as well as some audio. Also make sure you be on the lookout because this upcoming week, the guys, Terry, Todd, and Zach will be reviewing on their episode 100, the big episode, a review for Sideways, a deep dive of that film. And I, I love that film a lot. So I'm really looking forward to hearing their takes on the film as well.